Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I'm Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about The Handmaid's Tale Season 1 Episode 4. It's called, and bear with me, Nolit T. Bastardes Carborandorum. And that is why Latin is a dead language. <laughs> Do you know what? Uh, Nolated T. Bastares isn't that bad, but the that that, that last word has t- far too many uh, syllables in it. Far yeah, too yeah, many. Carbor undorum. Too Latin much. deserve to die. Too much. Welsh can go with it next. <laughs> Stop. Yeah, but Welsh isn't about syllables. Welsh is almost the opposite problem, where it just looks like a mess of letters <laughs> that doesn't have a syllable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right, so yeah, episode four. Obviously, we. I mean, it's funny because even even though because we spread the first three out, it doesn't feel like we're out of the initial like that. This week till the next one now is going to feel like an eternity based on yeah. how quickly we've had these this first batch. But uh, so flashback wise, we had an escape attempt back from the the training center days or whatever they call the the, the, the training sort of building uh, for the handmaids and. It was notable for a few things. One, yes, her and Moira tried to escape. They, they to the point where they like kidnapped one of the ants and uh, yeah. stole her costume and tried to make a break for it. Uh, but I think the more notable thing about all these flashbacks in this one, I obviously had the fair and stuff as well, which was a, a smaller thing near the start uh, to sort of just remember a happier time with their family. But there was a lot of firsts for them in these flashbacks. It was the first time they actually learned, because the first time you hear them talking about, you know, going to a house and being part of a family, they're talking about getting, like, artificially inseminated, and, like, uh, was this different, or did they just not know yet? And it obviously becomes clear later that they're doing what they think is pregnancy exercises, which, and I get why they think that, because it's kind of like uh, those it classes. Sort of like, it doesn't yeah, yeah. Like those, the, like, you know, pregnant women take where their husbands will hold them when they're, yeah, so, they're yeah. breathing but, and all that. Yeah, Very, that is what it looks like. Yeah. And they're asking, and she's like, oh, this is part of the ceremony, and, you know, the aunt describes it. And then Moira's, like, hand in there, like, and you can, you can almost see her eyes, like, she's thinking about how to phrase this so she won't get punished. <laughs> Yeah. She can't say sex, she can't, you know, whatever else. She, she's a natural diplomat. Yeah, she's like, are you saying the husbands will have intercourse with us? And I almost thought she still got slapped for that word. <laughs> like, yeah, what? yeah. She was. You could see her thinking it as well. She's like, uh, am I pushing it one too far by even saying that? Uh, and, yeah, so, like, and the, the shot, the, this realisation on all their faces uh, is the like, But also, when they do actually escape... Like, the first time they see the bodies hanging, they see that the street signs are being taken down and they, they see how the world... It's like they've not actually been outside whilst this new system has been put in place. And, yeah. like, this is the first time they've even seen like other pairs of handmaids walking around in the street and the, all the guys with the guns and everything. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I think it's been really effective, actually, these flashbacks, because I, I think... I'm so used to it, and this is probably Arrow that's done this to me, where I... I I almost feel like they need to prove to me that the flashbacks worth a damn and worth the screen time. Every single thing in these flashbacks, not only is it good because it sort of uh, gives you more character for her and it gives you sort of her life before all this and the journey to this, but just in terms of world building, we had, you know, first episode we had all these questions: How does this system work? How did they get picked for this? How did how does this happen? 
all these flashbacks are filling in all of the knowledge we need and questions we have about this world. And we're yeah. seeing it through the discovery of her, through Alfred, through the first time she's seen all this stuff, the first time she learned about all this stuff. And it's been yeah. very effective in that sense. And and on top of that, each episode's flashbacks have told their own story and have thematically yeah. connected to the present stuff. Yeah, obviously there's a scene where uh, Moira scratches a little little bit of graffiti into the the toilet cubicle and it obviously parallels with present day where we see Alfred she's trapped in a room from the after the events of the last she's being punished by joy for I'm not even sure if it's about uh, not telling her about the, the period like for 12 hours it almost feels like oh no you give me false hope so yeah punished. I, think it is that. I think it's just yeah. you, you you failed you didn't get pregnant yeah uh, more on that later, but sticking with the flashbacks, so that that, that parallels that, and she finds this uh, this message in Latin, the title of the episode. I'm not saying it again, right? I've I've done my I've done my time, and <laughs> I've done my time, and th- this is like some sort of, and she remembers that, and she remembers Moira saying, "Oh no, this is worth it getting caught because this someone else after us, the class that comes in after us, someone will see this and they'll feel that they're not alone." Yeah. And that's exactly what she feels in present day. She sees this and is like... That, that, that's the big theme of the episode as well. Not being alone. Yes, yeah. Uh, it's not being alone and trying not to feel helpless. And obviously in the flashback they try to escape because they don't want to feel helpless because it does feel helpless. Uh, and there's that, that great moment where Moira gets away because the, the the guard comes and talks to Offred and she realises she's she's caught. Like He's not quite made the decision yet but she knows she's on that, that, that staircase down the way. Yeah, and she knows if she if she tries and goes, oh, I'm with her, it'll just drag them both yeah. down. So she has to silently just sort of nod to her to say, yeah, go, right? Yeah. You can still get out, go. Uh, and I'm actually really curious to see how what Moira's story is. Like, sure, we heard vaguely in the first episode, oh, so, someone said, oh, I heard she went to a colony, but how accurate was that information? Yeah. It, yeah, feel, it, it feels like, you know, passed on, hearsay kind of thing. It doesn't feel like it's a set in stone that said, the fact that she was asking, oh, does anyone know about Moira, implies that she does get caught, at least, and, and you know, brought back into... Because why would she yeah. ask around and go, yeah, that, oh, have any you heard from her? That's true. Uh, unless it's just a simple case of, like, did, did she get caught? Like, someone tell me. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. If, if she's not heard from her since this train journey, it, it'd almost be interesting if Moira pops up. Like, is she, is she in the resistance? She seems badass enough that she's underground somewhere fighting. Yeah. I feel like that's a, a likely scenario. Like, even even if she did get captured then, maybe, maybe mm. she did join the resistance. Yeah. She feels like such a big part of the flashbacks and such an important character that I, I, I'm kind of expecting her to pop up at some point in present day. I am too. And it'll probably be a good fist-pumping moment. And a show that is very depressing and tense a lot of the time, you take the wins where you can get them. I can see that being like the last scene of the last episode of the season. Yeah. That would be what it ends yeah. on, like her, her reveal of being okay and being part of the resistance to, to offer. Yeah, I can see it. I can see it. Uh, obviously, we see Offer getting punished as well. Uh, she gets whipped by this prong-like torture device. I... I'm not familiar with it, but it's whipping the feet. Yep, looks painful. It does look painful. Uh, but of course, it ties in at the end when she's in, she gets carried into bed and the next day all the other uh, handmaids bring the little bits of their lunch back for her so she still gets to eat. To the point where they all bring a little bit back that she has more food than any of them did because <laughs> yeah. there's like 30 of them bringing her just a little bit of food. Uh, 
I'm like, okay, this is too much for one person. You usually could have like just picked like five people. Look, it's the symbolism. <laughs> symbolism. Yeah, I couldn't decide if if, if I was going to say because it's symbolic or symbolism, and it came out a bit weird. You butchered the word. Yes, I, I did. Yeah, honest. yeah, but uh, you, uh, I've I've still got you butchering the title, so it's fine. The title in Latin. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so, so yeah. So Alfred's trapped in a room. She's not been allowed out. Uh, but it's ceremony day, and she the, the the Martha comes in and like sees a line in the the closet and thinks, oh god, she's dead. Uh, and as we find out later, the last Alfred that was here committed suicide. So this also like for her is like repeated, like oh yeah. no again. Uh, <laughs> but she she says she fainted and she. She did kind of fall asleep. I don't know if she actually... I think that was maybe just... Uh, I think that was her exaggerating it as, a, as yeah. an excuse as to why she was on the Coming floor. Up. Well, because, Joe, you know I was uh, worried about this scene. I was like, if they catch see that message, they might assume it was her that... They might, yeah. Yeah, and then obviously like, she'd get into trouble for that. And she's already in, in, you know, in the deep end for all this not being Indeed pregnant business. Uh, but she goes to, the, goes to us, uh, the, the doctors and she's excited about the other walk there and the walk back and it's like a big deal and it's like pissing her rain when she comes out and she's like you know embracing the rain is that like and it, obviously for most people who have never been uh imprisoned there's not very many time where you get to just enjoy the beauty of the rain but every so often you, you might do you, you might enjoy the rain <laughs> yeah it can be refreshing uh, at the moment i really liked is when she was like oh it's an hour's walk an hour and a half i go slow and and then obviously she comes up and goes, the "Car's waiting for you," and mm. and she's like, "Oh, of course, I'm supposed to be sick. Of course, they're not gonna." But she, but she she doesn't realise quite quick enough. Yeah, yeah, and obviously Nick's trying to be nice about it, and he, it's when they get back he says, uh, oh, I, "I'm sorry, this is happening. I wish because he sees her have this breakdown on the way back where she's screaming in the back, and this is the sort of thing he he would pro- he should probably report, but we'd, obviously he." It is being kind to her, but we're, we're less thinking that he's the eye right now. I'm not 100%, but... I, least... I don't know. I still think him not reporting these things makes her get given... You know, she trusts him because of that. So uh, Maybe a ruse. Yeah, it's, it's the uh, long I game. Can, I, I, can, I, can, I can see it. I can see it. Uh, could also be that shifty Martha. Yeah, you can never trust a Martha. Mm, yeah, you really can't, can you? Uh, <laughs> which goes to the doctors. And... The, the, again, keeping this whole theme that this show's had about things being impersonal and things being so clinical. Now, obviously, a doctor's office is relatively clinical. In fact, the word clinical is normally associated with hospitals and doctor's offices because they're sterile, because they have to be clean and yeah. all the rest of it. Uh, but that's especially so they have this curtain. They have this, this curtain, and he's just like a silhouette. And she doesn't see him. She, she like, prepares and lies down and uh, doesn't even get little stirrups. She just has to kind of open her legs. Yeah, shoddy gynecologist this is, but he comes in. He and again, it's very. He's like he puts his hand in. He's like, well, I might as well have a look and make sure you're primed for tonight. And he puts his hand in the gel, and the whole thing's just this again. This quiet awkwardness, almost making small talk. I love how this scene twists because at first he seems like he's maybe he's a, a semi decent kind of guy, like. Yeah, you it, know he, he's being do, re- reasonably nice. Do you know it twists in a couple of ways actually? Because he he because it 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 brings up this thing. Oh, he'll probably not even get you pregnant. He's probably sterile, 
And then, because we, we don't know that's a banned word. I mean, it's not a leap to maybe think it would be, but it, you don't really know with these medical terms, given their logic so far, with what's what's yeah. allowed, what's not allowed. And she has the, the inner narration where she says, oh, that's a that's a forbidden word. That's yeah, strange. And, and for this a, is after he's offered her to, you know, you can speak freely. Yeah. So for for a brief moment here, you're almost thinking, oh, is he like part of the resistance? Is he only like, is this him making it obvious, like, I'm not one of them? that I can be someone who... Because you have to come and see me every so often. I can get information from you. You can get, you know, so on kind yeah. of thing. And then it twists back the way. You think almost, glimmer of hope? No, he's just a pervert who wants a bit of sex. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, he offers, look, he's probably not going to get it done. I can help you out. I'll take a few minutes. Is yeah, basically what he says. And it's it's that whole... Before where he's like, oh, you can talk to me. It seems like he's being nice. And then you go, oh, he was just getting a trust. And that, this is someone who is exploiting the system. He sees how he can exploit it, and he is taking advantage of it. Yeah. Um, and which, I mean, it's, it's pretty vile. I mean, he's not the guy outside with a gun, like, enforcing things, but he is being seedy, and he is doing yeah. this for his own, his own thing. And you've got to imagine he does this with uh, all the others that come in as well. Yeah, certainly anyone who's maybe failed at least once, I imagine. So there's like a mm, an actual yeah. fear to it, like they've they've went through it and it's not happened. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like, no, it, it's really dark. It's really and the the cold awkwardness afterwards, where she has to politely decline. Yeah. Because, and she's like, "Oh no, it's it's too risky. I'll get into trouble." And and Joe jo, jo almost like I, that almost felt like a victorious little moment for her though like afterwards and because the way I interpreted it afterwards is like at least she had a say in that yeah it was as weird as that she sounds she kind of stood up for herself in a weird way yeah like she doesn't get to choose if you know commander comes home and plows her one <laughs> but she got a say as is, is, is weird as it is and the, is the weirdest she had to kind of excuse it in this weird roundabout Way it's, it's almost she almost did what he just did. She used the system to her yeah, advantage for a split second. You, you have to say the the doctor could have forced himself in in this in this scenario, he could have, and she couldn't have reported because she'd have been the one blamed for being a slut. We've seen that. Yeah, yeah, we've seen this whole slut shaming thing. Yeah. So, you know, she, even that he, he, when she does say no, he backs off is is almost a good thing. Weirdly. In this, like, it's not as bad as he could have been. Yeah, it, it's... <laughs> it's weird. It, it's weird. It's a, it's a really weird situation to analyse, but that's kind of the thing with the show, is it's putting characters into these weird situations where things are wins that you wouldn't think would be a win, but because of the situation that Ken is. And it, but just for a moment, it felt like she got to have a say in this, and that was kind of a, a weird moment yeah, for her, I think. Yeah, because that, that's the thing. He did essentially respect her say in it, which no one else does it when it comes to this is it, is it possible right i'm not saying i'm not saying i think this but is it possible he was genuinely thinking he was offering a a good idea because as he says if he if he is sterile and he can't get her pregnant he's not the one who'll be blamed that's true because as she just said in her narration to us there are no uh, sterile men anymore that doesn't exist i would hazard a guess and to say that is how he justifies it to himself Yes, like, uh, he I believes it to a degree where 
he that's how he's talked himself into this and going oh this is okay i'm doing something good it's 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 fine that i'm getting something out of it as well almost <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I think that that's probably how he's justified to himself because i don't i doubt he sees himself as evil or a bad person he's this is how he considers himself still a, a decent person in his own mind i think you have to wonder as well like because we've not really had this answer either it's like because we, we mentioned that in the first episode like how do the because it's a new system maybe it's not a factor yet but how do new marriages with rich men get forged like where do they meet these women yeah. do, do they fall attracted to a martha to a handmaid or are there a certain class of women who are allowed to just be women and that's mm. who they pick from like how, how do they so you have to wonder that someone like him maybe is repressed as well because none of the other men are allowed to approach like the the handmaids and stuff like that yeah yeah it's a forbidden fruit sort of thing yeah so i have to imagine that a lot of these men who aren't the commanders are probably repressed as well yeah i'd have to imagine so uh yeah like you say it's there's no reason to assume otherwise at this point yeah so and I, that's not me justifying his actions what he's done here is really creepy i'm just it is yeah i'm, I'm trying to establish the, the world in which he's trying things like this because i mean i'm not saying a guy in a college has never tried to hit on his patient although it's a really weird situation to do it and uh, but I imagine in this world it's probably really common. Yeah, that's the thing. I think that's, like I said, how he justifies it to himself. I think there's probably a lot out there like him, yeah. because to the maybe it's it's kind of to the point where it's because we can almost. Here's a question: since uh, since we're on the subject, to skip ahead, so later on in the ceremony, the obviously the commander comes in first, talks to her, and asks for the rematch of Scrabble later that night, and she doesn't respond. And then we get to the actual ceremony. He can't get it up. Yeah. He's struggling, and uh, I don't want to use the word enjoyed, but I appreciated this scene much more than the first time we got the ceremony in episode one. Because I, my, my one complaint, probably my only complaint of the show so far, actually, was that that, that first ceremony scene in the first episode felt a little bit goofy the way it was filmed, the way it was kind of comical. Yeah. Uh, Whereas here, I, there was genuine just awkwardness, like, all around. It was, like, they're, they're both feeling, like... Like, obviously, it's awkward for both the women. We've talked about that. Obviously, it's awkward because she's essentially been raped, offered. And then we've talked about how, how it's awkward for Joy because it's her husband and she's not a fan of this situation either. She feels like she can't do yeah. anything. Uh, and then... Now, and it was, all, it was awkward for him before, sure, as well. But you add on this, which is this this obviously embarrassment, this this uh, shame of not being able to perform, especially in a society where oh, it's never the man's fault, it's always always yeah. her fault. Uh, so he leaves the room and he's trying to like spur himself on uh, on his own elsewhere. And Joy comes in and she's like, "I want to help you. I want to, to contribute to this." And she she goes to starts starts with a bit, bit of touching and she she kneels down. Uh, to go in for the kill, as as it were, and <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to phrase it nicely, okay. <laughs> and he stops her, and you, you could talk about the awkwardness here in terms of is this just him not feeling comfortable with this, or is this also forbidden? Because this isn't going to bear fruit. Yeah, would, is, be, would it be seen as wasteful? Yeah, is this sexual activity? forbidden even though presumably i think the idea here is at least her intention is that she'll get him going and he'll go and i'm pretty sure that's what 
her intention is, yeah. Her intention is, but she's obviously getting into it. It seems like it's been a long time since they have physically had a connection like this. Yeah. Uh, she, she's taking this opportunity, and that's why she wants to help, but I just feel like... I feel like maybe it's hinting at some other rules here that they've not told us yet, that they've not established yet. That, Quite possibly, yeah. Um, the, uh, yeah, I was going to say, I really like that we'd seen the ceremony before as a normal baseline because it made this work much better for me because you know if they'd mm. done this first with oh he can get it up like it would feel like okay is this a regular occurrence but because we've seen it a couple of times we've got it's just routine for them at this point yeah or at uh, least on his end and just just to finish up that scene even though it might be implying another rule she still feels rejected and she's you know she's left there on her knees yeah. just having been turned away and uh, she then tells Offer to go back to her room, and that's when Offer goes all like crazy, and she's like, you know, really, really down in the dumps. And she then gets the inspiration, and she remembers Moira escaping, and that's what she gets the courage to go down to the the room at nine o'clock. Yeah. For the Scrabble. I love I that this show boils down to Scrabble at the end of the. It's been such a major plot point, but she she goes down to play Scrabble, and she even jokes that she let him win. So she yeah. she brings it up, she connects. Because one of the things she says on the way back up is that she's not completely blameless because he tried to connect with her before and she yeah. turned him away. Or didn't turn him away, but she she didn't respond. She she left him cold, as it were. Yeah, she's thinking he, he knew this was how he was feeling and he wanted to connect so he could perform and I didn't participate in that. I didn't yeah. do my part. So, so the place real, and she she tries her luck. She she asks about things. She she puts in a word, and he challenges it. And she she goes to get the dictionary, and she notices this book, this Latin dictionary, next to the the regular one. And she's she's like, oh, do you do you read Latin? Uh, could you translate something for me? Blah 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 blah. And he snickers at when when he when she says what it is. And he pulls out the book and he's like, oh, it's a joke. It, it doesn't it really translate properly, but it's basically, uh, don't let the bastards grind you down. Yeah. But he knows where that... He, he asked repeatedly where she heard this. Do, do you know what? Um, before it actually got to where it was, I was wondering if it was him that had written it. Because obviously we open up the, yeah, the, the dictionary and he's written it on the inside. And I was thinking, oh, maybe when he was a kid, he'd done that as like an act of rebellion against his parents. Yeah, maybe. In that room. I was I was kind of thinking that as well, but then he then he said the line, "Did you somehow know her?" Yeah, uh, I was like, "Okay, no, it was her." And he understands, and that's when she starts thinking, "Was she in here before? Did he ask her down to this room?" And I was thinking that as well. And then I, I wasn't so sure though because when he tells the story about how she felt hopeless and she committed suicide, uh, you know, our life wasn't bearable. And he's like, and she asks, "Do you want my life to be bearable?" And and he's like, "Yes, I'd rather it was." Uh, and I was like, oh, maybe he didn't ask her down here, at least not this much. Like, Or maybe he didn't try as hard as he has now, and he's trying for it to be bearable. Uh, and Offred sees her chance. She sees this yeah, chance she really to, get, for it. to get what she wants. And what I liked about this, as she's like going through, oh, it's been really difficult uh, recently because I've been in the room and blah, 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 blah. But what I liked is that she was telling this story of how it's been difficult being trapped in the room. She... She almost feels like she's doing the, uh, like the dumb girl voice. Like there's yeah, a moment she's definitely putting on something, isn't yeah, she? Yeah, she, she's doing that. You know, the, the stereotypical thing is where like the girl wants the boyfriend to do something. She's like, 
Oh well, maybe that wouldn't be okay. It, it's it's like, like a, the you know the, the the sad eyes sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, it's the puppy dog like eyes. A, a level of that, isn't it? Yeah, puppy dog eyes, and then the voice, and it was it's like she was almost putting on the, I'm going to, I'm going to play my boyfriend into doing something that I want him to do. That's kind of what it felt like. It did, yeah. And also, any moment, I was kind of worried he was going to like realize what she was doing and snap. Or oh, I think he knows exactly what she was doing, but he's he's like, I'm going to let her have it anyway. Yeah, no, nah, that's that's fair. Uh, we we end with this hopeful, like she gets to walk out, and we see her going on to her same walk to the you know to get some food as she's done before, and she's the, the sort of upbeat music's playing, and she's she smells it. Nick Nick smells back, and like all the other. Um, handmaids join her in sort of unison walking down the street and it's this upbeat kind of probably the most hopeful ending we've had because all the other ones have had a bit of a just a last little twist at the yeah, end where it's like yeah. ah no screw you the world sucks do you know what I think is incredible about this this final shot of them all coming together we've seen this numerous times and it's always kind of just been this routine like okay they're all together now they're all like spying on each other again whereas here it instead of that it was no we're all together we're, we're all in this and it was uh, it completely changed it, even though it was something we'd seen already in it. You know, just the same movements, but just yeah. just the context of it's changed. Yeah, and she says the title again, but with you know with bitches at the end of it. Yeah, like she's feeling like she's accomplished something, which I think she needed. She was really down in the dumps for most of this episode. I think that's yeah. that's fair to say. Uh, but no, I obviously the direction's still on point. There was no specific moments that stood out to me as oh, I need to talk about that shot. Like, yeah, like yeah. I read the last few, but it was solid throughout. There was nothing to complain about. I agree. I've got a feeling that maybe this, this with the direction, will feel by the end how we did with uh eleven twenty two sixty three. You know how at the start we were really praising the direction, and then we were like, oh okay, it's still fine. And then at the end, it got it it shot up again, and we were like, oh, we didn't notice that it was. Uh, I'll a disagree bit in the with that prediction because. <sighs> Because it wasn't just the direction, it was also the pacing, right? No, no, it and was, And secondly, yeah. that, that was after the first episode that dived. That, this didn't do that. This had no, it didn't. three no. solid. And I don't think this was bad. There was just... Oh, no, it, of course it, it wasn't bad. If it, cause, Yeah, but the thing is, though, in 11, 22, 33, it did feel like the quality dropped. I don't think the quality dropped here. It just didn't have a standout moment like we've talked yeah, about yeah. before. That's what I mean. I just wonder if over time it'll go, okay, this feels standard, and then it'll for some reason it'll get it'll seem better again at the end. I'm just wondering if I'll have a similar effect on feeling-wise, rather than not the actual quality of it. Uh, I think it's a baseless comparison at this point. I mean, if, yeah. if further in, sure, we could, I mean, maybe, but I feel like yeah. at this point, I, I'm not seeing any reason to think that. No. Yeah. Uh, so, no. Uh, there you go, that's episode four <laughs> of uh, Handmaid's Tale. And uh, now we have a whole week. Yeah, still thoroughly depressing. Uh, I'm glad they didn't drop three on us this week because uh, we, we we are super busy with TV reviews this week to the point where things have been knocked back and we're just squeezing in what we can today. Uh, but yeah. Oh, by the way, it gonna, this got renewed for season two because yeah. they were really happy with the results of the, the first couple of episodes. The, the first episode was Hulu's highest watched premiere of any kind ever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, good, because it's... I've not it's seen probably a, their best content, isn't it? Yeah, but I've not seen a bunch of it to compare a lot of it, really, but... Uh, it's bloody good so that's and I think this kept up the quality uh, my only disappointment is that I didn't get to see what Off Glen was uh, up to that is true I was I noticed that when we got towards the end I was like oh we haven't checked in with her 
But that's, that's okay. We'll, we'll we'll go back to her soon, hopefully. I wonder if she'll come back to the, the same area. She'll maybe she'll. Yeah, I'm sure they're saving it for when there's uh, a thematic re- relevance to to her being oh, back. Yeah, sure. No, that's that's true. Uh, but no. Oh, actually, before we go, scene we need to talk about uh, breakfast table scene because we got some world building mm. with uh, with the commander and Joy. Uh, first of all. Little thing, uh, just to, again, illustrate how even these rich wives are being treated in a really sexist manner. Like, when she tries to interject about the, the troubles in the world, and because they talk about how, uh, and this is the world builder I was talking about, or someone escaped to Canada, and they, they spoke about what's going on in the country to the Canadian press, and how they're going to, they're going to have to fight this. And they also mention that uh, like the deals with Europe and stuff aren't going well because Europe what doesn't want to have anything to do with them, but they're struggling. So yeah, they some to. of the euro crashing. Yeah, how very how very timely. But I was interesting stuff. It was clearly showing no. This is this is just the U.S. seemingly right. Yeah, this, this everyone else is feeling iffy about this, and they're looking at it, going, "Wait a minute, this is yeah, wrong." Yeah, it's kind of saying, especially the the Europe's have started right. There's still other problems that they're they're dealing with, mm. but they're not in this situation at all. Yeah. Uh, so I thought it was really fascinating, the, the, and the way he was like, "Oh, all, all this stuff in the Canadian newspaper—it's all you know, slander and hyperbole and complete untruths—and like you get that he believes that when it sounds like no, it probably is the truth, given everything I've seen." Yeah. Uh, but no, when she, when she tries to interject, he's like, "Oh, don't you worry about that. There's good men working on it." Yeah. He's just she's shot down immediately and made to feel like she's not for anything. I think that's why she um plays up her power so much with Offred because it's only it's she has. yeah exactly she doesn't yeah. have any power of anywhere else in the world but in her home over this woman she has power and it's all she's got yeah it makes me wonder actually the way she was trying to interject about these uh, polit- political issues it makes me wonder what was her job before this happened what did she do yeah we literally know nothing about her same, same with the handmaids, really. Like until like uh, off off Glenn and Offred told each other, like you know, we finally get to meet you. When do we finally get to meet Joy? What, what, yeah. what, what was she before all this? Hmm. Be interesting. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's interesting, just because we talked about the parallels and how she is also treated badly and how she's not got control and it's awkward for her. But the more this goes on, I'm like, it's almost the exact same. The only difference is that she's not been raped essentially she's she's not going through this training and being raped but in every other way she's not who she was before i mean she gets to keep her name but that's yeah but it. she can't do what she wants to yeah. do she can't go where she wants to go she clearly can't talk about what she wants to talk about yeah, yeah. so you know and then, and then how, she, the, how different is it yeah. and then she's told that this this handmaid that is brought to her house this stranger can do the one thing she can and she's valuable because of that so yeah, it makes her feel worthless in that yeah. sense. So you have this recipe for it's the one place where she feels powerful is over this woman, and it's also the, the same woman who is supposed to be more valuable than her. Yeah, so, it's it's the one thing that devalues her, but she has power over it. So, so it's obviously it's a concoction that's going to lead to abuse of power. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not really surprising at all, is it? Yep, well, there you go. That's episode 4 of Handmaid's Tale. Let us know what you thought of this episode in the comments below. Like, subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on Twitter at mail underscore fuzz for channel updates. Individual Twitters are on the screen, but that's us, guys. So thanks once again. Have you got any vanilla?